I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And I am joined as, as always, guys, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Back from the middle of the woods, we found him. Took my compass, my map, my GPS, went out, tracked him down. I used the, the moss on the sides of trees, and I had to use all my tracking skills. I even had to... to Lick my finger and stick it in the air to make sure I knew where the, the smell was coming from and where the air was. And I used all my, my ranger skills that I learned from watching Lord of the Rings all those times in middle school. Went out, found him, and guess what? We brought him back. We got him. We got him. It's Isaac Harris. I'm back. I'm back. It, it was, uh, man, it was such a cool week. Um, I w- I've been on a mission trip this past week up in Oklahoma City. Uh, spend the week up there serving at different organizations, he not the minister- woods. He was ministering to the OKC fans because they're trying to <laughs> cope with life of losing in the first round. Uh, yeah, trying, they need they need love right now. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we we took a bunch of people up there and spread out across the city and did a bunch of stuff all week and spreading the good uh, news of the trade machine. <laughs> yes, the trade machine gospel is awesome. Dumping Stephen Adams to the mat. <laughs> I was the way, the truth, and the life. (laughs) My when I have these few weeks over the summer to I do these things, I purposely take these weeks off from social media. And one, I don't have time. Two, it's just really refreshing for me. But what what a week though! So I just texted him all this all stuff that happened. (laughs) Yeah, so literally, I was driving this huge van across the city of OKC. I I literally know every highway and everything about OKC now. And I was like, I would call Nick. Or text him like, all right, what's going on? What happened? And what's what's the latest? What was that one day you were like, you're like, what's what happened this week? I'm like, well, here, let me tell you what happened today. Tony Parker retired. Uh, Kevin Durant is joining the mat is uh, coming back, and he's gonna play. And what was other? There's one more thing. I can't. There was so much crap that happened, there's, and so many things that happened in one day. Yeah, I yeah. It was just a yeah, but it was a cool week. We I actually did this uh, served at this homeless shelter in OKC, and the Thunder are really involved with it. And I was talking to the director; I actually tweeted about it, and they said Russell Westbrook's really involved with that shelter, and there's kids and stuff, and how he donates shoes every Christmas, and calls ahead and gets their shoe sizes, and how Cantor, even after he's been traded, he comes back and does a camp there in that gym at that shelter, and uh, super super cool. But uh, it's fun. It was a good refreshing week without social media and now I'm back to the Mavs and I'm super hyped because it's draft week. It's draft week and I'm so excited for the draft, but yeah, we don't have like a first round or anything, but I just love the freaking draft. The draft is awesome because trades, like trades will happen. Obviously, oh, here obviously, we go. obviously here we we'll, go. we'll get into it. Ob- obviously, guys, we'll, we'll get into the trade, but trades just happen around draft time. Uh, one thing I learned from listening to GMs when I went to sports business classroom was they say nothing ha- nothing would happen in the NBA if there weren't deadlines. <laughs> so the mm. draft is one of those, you know, kind of made up deadlines that the NBA kind of puts in that all right. All of a sudden you have all these basically new cars on the lot. They're all these draft picks. And as soon as you drive them off the lot, they're going to devalue, but right now they're at their highest value these picks, you know, so trading picks and now all of a sudden the Pelicans have the fourth pick and what are they going to do with that? So 
this is a big deadline and then obviously free agency coming up on june june 30th guys that's what that's that's 13 days from less than two weeks less than two weeks so we're i mean we're come this is the these are the most fun two weeks i think it really is it's kind of weird like when everybody was complaining during the finals of like some media people and they're like, Oh my gosh, like we're actually talking about the finals. We're not going to talk about free agency because this is what we play for. This is what the league is about is the finals. I hate when people start. I mean, okay, listen, the other 28 fan bases yeah. are ready <laughs> to talk about free agency. So anybody, any podcast or, uh, articles or anything's written, like people are going to read that more because you have a bigger audience for that. The maps haven't and, played in two months. Yes. And there's, yeah. <laughs> and so, Free agency and stuff. Yeah, these are the my favorite, one of my favorite two or three weeks. I love I love trade deadline week. That's just such a fun fun week too. And obviously, if your team's in the playoffs, and this is coming from you know a guy who hasn't seen his team in the playoffs in a while. So um, these <laughs> few weeks of the <laughs> these few weeks over the summer are uh, I I love every bit of it. All right, so on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the finals because Isaac hasn't really weighed in on it, and so we're going to talk about that and finish that up. Then we'll get into the AD trade. Anthony Davis is a Laker. It happened. So we'll get into that. And then if we have time at the end, I want to talk about the Mavs playoff hopes because holy cow, the Anthony Davis trade and the potentially Kawhi Leonard just changes the landscape. And there's, I I tweeted out all the teams that could potentially make the playoffs and it is in the West and it's intense. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, have you downloaded the Himalaya app and followed us on Himalaya? Of course I have. We are now of the oh. Locked On Podcast, number two. We Let's have 450, 457 followers, and we are we are behind Locked On NBA that keeps pushing away. At one point, they were at 500, and we were going to be close to them, but now they have 552. So they're about they're a good 90-plus away from us. But uh, we're, we're catching them up. So if you haven't downloaded the Himalaya app, and there's enough of you out there that haven't downloaded it yet, that need to download the Himalaya app and follow us. So go download the Himalaya app, the new podcast app. Lots of different features on there. They have playlists that you can make. They have dark a dark mode on the app, which I really like that not a lot of them have because I listen to a lot of podcasts at night. And so if I open that podcast app in the middle of the night, I'm like blinded in the middle of the night. So the Himalaya app is nice for that. Also, you can follow and get notifications, obviously, all that kind of stuff. So go follow us. Help us pass lockdown NBA because as soon as it does, I'll tweet the screenshot and I'll shut up about it. So, <laughs> all right, Isaac, the NBA finals, the Raptors win discussed it a little bit on the pod, but congratulations to the Raptors. It was a uh, man. What a season for them. I mean, there's so, so, so much thoughts on it. I was super happy. I was kind of rooting for the Warriors um, with that, but I didn't dislike the Raptors. I loved what uh, Toronto did. I loved just the gamble that Masai did with the Kawhi trade uh, and that it worked and that Kawhi just went on this incredible run. And just that team, a lot of those guys, uh, Abaka, Kyle Lowry, I love seeing those guys, uh, Mark Gasol, like those three guys winning, uh, winning titles. I love seeing that. Um, Siakam, I mean, a guy like that, and Fred Van Vliet, like these guys, kind of growing up before everybody's eyes, and the big imprint they put on those finals, uh, that was really cool. And I just, it's hard to really look at this finals and not think about the injuries. And it's not, I've seen a lot of people, 
make it trying to make the the Cleveland thing and all this different stuff of you know and even a LeBron's run of eight you know eight straight or nine straight whatever he did in the East and like it's a little bit different when one player does it but he does it with two different like cores this core did it five years in a row of Golden State and I know you know Durant whatever's not wasn't there for the first part part of that but I think you you really do see what this you know the the toll on what that takes on you and I mean the clay thing was just I mean I, I couldn't even believe the clay thing because it just it was after everything just casually I mean that was the definition of a woge bomb because we're all celebrating Toronto's you know victory and all this that everybody is and hyping them up and then bam the clay thing drops but it just it the domination of of the injuries seeing a team just break down like that is was it was wild and it's one of this warriors run whether it's over or not it's one of the most impressive craziest runs uh, impressive teams that we'll ever see i mean the, this run that they they did the the Steph slander uh, it's just ridiculous yeah. I mean, if you're literally online trying to take shots at Steph for playoffs and finals stuff yeah, I, I can't. I I've can't seen some that. stuff, and I've seen a lot of stuff on like Free Dawkins comments where people are saying, you know, like, oh, Steph didn't come up clutch. Like, they're also anytime I do a Steph video, there's always like so much love, like like an inordinate amount of like almost Kobe level love for Steph. So I think that there are a lot of people that like vault him to that level of like he's up there with LeBron, and he's up there with you know KD, and he's up there with with you know Jordan and like he's just up there as one of the, the greatest players ever and he's just not that. I mean, he has obvious yeah. limitations, which is all the things coming out of college that we said that you know he would he would struggle with and that's just that's where he is limited. Now, obviously, he's broken out of that one two MVPs. I mean, only I mean less than 15 players have won two MVPs in the entire NBA history. I mean, that's that's just incredible feat in and of itself. And so, he has these limitations, so when he doesn't come up and you know become that next tier player where he can, you know, make make his own shots and take the shots down the stretch when they need him to and hit those clutch shots. Is, I mean, it's it seems like some people are, are pushing him a peg down, but that's because some people had him way too high to begin with. I mean, he's he's not Kevin Durant. He's not LeBron. He's not no. Kobe. Like, he's, he's not one of those guys just because he's limited, you know, by height, obviously. He's limited by the way he plays. Like, Jeff Van Gundy was saying, like, or Mark Jackson, one of, the, one of those two guys. <laughs> So so glad we don't have to hear that from them anymore for the rest of the Thank summer. God. But they were like, you have to you have to put your head down and create your own shot. Like that's not what he does. He he yeah. is so great when he's coming off the ball, setting screens for other people. Like that's that's the way Steph gets his offense, and you can't just completely turn away from that and make him become what Kawhi Leonard is or what KD is. You know, and that's why KD was so important for them because he's a guy that created his own shot, which is again. This is the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, so I'm sure nobody gets tired of hearing this. That's why we're so high on Luka. He's 6'8". He can get his own shot when they need him to. And so that's why we're super high on him and think that he can do those things when it comes down to it in the finals or in the playoffs or whenever it happens. So, Yeah, I mean, it's just it, – yeah, it's, it's how you want to rate Steph in this all-time rankings and all that stuff. Like, he is – he's one of the greatest point guards ever played a game, but and he's a top 30, you know, be safe, top 30 player of all time probably. But yeah. those limitations, like, he's not going to – he's not top 10. And that no. that's – I don't think he ever will be top 10 because you – I mean, to be that high caliber or to be in that conversation, you got to check every every box. But it still doesn't – I mean – just because you're not top ten doesn't mean that you're, you know, 
an overrated player, <laughs> your top 30 player of all time. Like, so anyway, that was weird. I thought going back to the injuries thing, the injuries to Clay and KD, which KD even planned was absolutely insane. I think there's a whole thing we were texting about it that I think this, I mean, this could have literally saved his image between a lot of, for a I lot of did. The NBA fa- fan base that hated him. And, but it's wild because I think these two injuries, whether war- whether they're with Warriors or not, I think it makes the league even more wide open next year because you automatically take away two title contenders. Because even if Durant goes to New York, and let's say he even gets like a secondary person to go there, or like they get a couple people, let's say Beverly and I don't know Chris Middleton, whatever, just throwing out names, and you get like the like. They're going to be Eastern Conference Finals content if if Durant's healthy. Like that's you know if he's on the Knicks or especially if they get like Kyrie, they're going to be a Finals contender if it's Kyrie and KD in New York. Clay, if Clay is healthy and he's in Golden State, Clay, Steph, Draymond, all of them, Iggy, like they're they'll be in like they're title contenders. Clay and now Steph gone. I mean that instantly takes the Warriors out of. You know, title contention next year. In in my opinion, it's we- it super super weird saying that. Takes though. them out of title favorites. You know, like there there's not that super team anymore that's just like looming over the NBA. Yeah, I I've been wondering. I about- still think they take the play. They make the playoffs though. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah some of you just getting a little out of hand and be like, oh, yeah. I'm wondering if the KD situation, if man, I wonder if like 20 years ago we'd just be looking at him in a completely different light because now the big talk is like, oh, well, the Warriors forced him back. And I wonder if like 20 years ago we'd be looking at KD and being like, there you go. That's a winner. That's a guy that came out and laid it all on the line for his team because we just didn't have as much information back then. If we didn't have all this information of, oh, he's cleared, he's not cleared. If we only saw like, oh, he comes out and he plays in that game and he gets injured. It's like, man, that's a guy that really wants to come out and play for his team. I feel like that would be the narrative. Sometimes this this overabundance of information, we we, you know, changes the way that the narrative would be be presented or the way that it should be. Because I think that is what it was. I think KD just wanted to come out and play for his team. I think he wanted to be that good teammate. And I saw some people that were like, well, why did he even travel with the team? Well, Kyrie just got killed last year for not traveling with his team in that game seven against the Cavs for. You know, and Kawhi with yeah. the Spurs, he didn't even travel with them. He was in New York doing his stuff. I mean, he got killed for that too. And so, you know, Durant can't win whatever he does at this point because of the way that he's presented himself, which, you know, for good or bad, that's just the way it is. But I think the hate towards the Warriors in that KD situation is almost a slight towards KD's, like, will to play. Because the people that are going after the Warriors in their organization are saying, you made him play or letting him play and all this stuff. Like, how many of these people know what Kevin Durant was doing behind the scenes yeah. and the conversations he was having and the begging and the fighting that he was having saying, I'm playing, I'm going to play. Like Everything that we know of KD, that he loves the game of basketball more than anything in the world. And you know this guy was doing everything he can to get back on the floor. And so, I mean, if if everything is cleared on the Warriors' side, then I don't know. I, I just didn't understand the, the Warriors' organization as a target during all of this whenever – It'd be different if like the Warriors came out like while he was hurt and it was really leaked out like really publicly and very clearly. Warriors want him to play. The players want him to play. The, and all the independent stuff. doctors haven't cleared him or something like that. Yeah, he's been cleared or like you know every everything's been cleared. He's just cho- him and his agent is choosing not to play right now. It'd be different if all that stuff came out. But 
it's not it's not at all and I just didn't I never understood that so I think it's almost a shot towards KD of like he was made to play instead of that he wanted to play so I don't know it's, it's all weird and super super sad and unfortunate for him and the league it's wild that at the beginning of the season you go back to some of our prediction pods and we're like man it's the Warriors and unless they have a catastrophic injury I think they're just gonna win the title no matter what they took two catastrophic injuries and even at the end of game six, Steph had a shot. He had a wide open shot. Yeah. Pretty wide open, wide open for him, but a wide open, you know, three point shot to win the game and to extend it to seven. And then who knows what happens in a game seven. But I mean, well, that's, yeah, that's the crazy two thing. Injuries, it's, it's just wild to me that it came down to that. Well, they took it. Yeah. The, I mean, I literally I have in Princeton, like they went six games without KD with, I mean, whatever you want to consider clay was in the series. Like, like, I mean, three he was and a half games, right? <laughs> Yeah, and he was hurt, but like and whatever was that with that Iguodala was, I mean the some of the <laughs> some of the stuff you're reading about Iguodala and what he was, how he was trying to move through all of that, like they went six games with that. I mean, are, are we safe to say that if KD and Clay, you know, were fully healthy, that this wouldn't even have been really a series? I yeah, mean, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so it's just crazy that that's. And it's two different angles from a Toronto side that I do want to mention of how how it shows you that you do keep like you do go all in that it it you do go for the the argument of hey if you might not if you don't think you can beat the Warriors the super stacked Warriors then you should just go for the lottery pick or you shouldn't you know shouldn't go all in for it you shouldn't do what Houston did Houston sat back and saying why couldn't this happen to us. Like we, we pushed all, we pushed all of our chips in and Toronto was the lucky one who got the, all the injuries, you know, why couldn't, which it, you know, did happen a little bit with KD, but Toronto pushed all their chips in. They got lucky with the injuries and they had the depth. And I think this poses a good question. And I think, I think it was a uh, wind horses pod on ESPN that they brought it up on their pod saying, does this make you think anything about team building? When you look at Toronto and you look at some of these teams going for all the stars, and when you have like three max guys, you know, look at the Lakers right now, whatever. If you have three max guys, and then you're just filling out the rest of the roster with super cheap spots, or you look at Toronto who had Kawhi, and then I mean Lowry made thirty million, it's a ton, but then it was a bunch. They had depth to with like to hold everything together with the injuries. I wonder if teams will like look at that as just a one-off thing. Yeah. What Toronto did, or they'll look at it and still say, "No, we'll just still go with the three stars, and we don't care about you know, we'll just risk it with injuries." I mean, I, I think given the opportunity to add a third star to your team, I think you add the third star. <laughs> you add the third star to your team if you can, because we would we would have said if we had this podcast back in 2011, we'd be saying the same thing. Look at what the Mavericks did against this yeah. this Heat team that had these three stars, and they're throwing out like Joel Anthony as their starting <laughs> starting center. You know. Like, how the well, the difference with the Heat team is they didn't have injuries; they were all healthy, and Dallas beat them. Yeah, right. So Toronto been, just pulled it, this off with you know. It would have been even worse back then the way that we would be talking about the team building. Like, look, it, this just doesn't work. They have two of the top five players and probably three of the top ten players. <laughs> couldn't yeah, couldn't beat Dirk. Couldn't beat Dirk. Heck no, they couldn't. Heck yeah. So, there. Any more thoughts on the the finals before we move on? No, I thought I, I thought it was super. Like, I hated when did the injury. They won like on Wednesday. It it feels like this is already old news. Yes, um, it is super. I Kawhi's historic run is absolutely incredible. And I yeah, I don't think people talk about Kawhi's all time rank uh, 
enough because of just his personality and everything with that and you know, setting out the past year and all that stuff. But uh, the dude's absolutely incredible. The injuries was the main storyline, I think, of, of, of everything. And I think now, I really think now, the league is more wide open now than it has been the mm. past in mm. six or seven years. I mean, it, it's mm. it's unbelievable what could happen with teams. And, okay, people who are doing team like rankings for next year and like <laughs> over under win totals right now, who could do these right now? Like we don't even know what teams are going to have what players. How can you possibly do any type of early team rankings or There's win totals? There's legitimately 10 guys that are going to be free agents that could swing all of those. I mean, that, that, yes, that's a third of the league that could just <laughs> immediately just go up and down depending on who goes where. I mean, if Kemba goes somewhere, all of a sudden you're talking about Charlotte as the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, it, exactly. Easily. You just don't. You, you have no clue who could – I mean, right now, you could be like, oh, Orlando's going to be a lottery team. Well, what if Orlando goes out and just swings for D'Lo or something or, you know, lands some like, – and you're like, oh, well, they might be an all-star team or who, whatever it is. What if Golden State dumps Draymond Green and you're like, dang, they're just going to take the dang year off and they're in the lottery. <laughs> like, there's just no way to guess – like anything right now until the next three or four weeks play out. You mentioned Kawhi's dominance in that run. Uh, I've been working on a video about KD and where KD would rank. Let's say if his career like ended right now. And I was going back through some of these numbers and looking at win, win percentage in the finals or in the, just the playoffs. And I pulled like 20 players that people would consider like the top 20 players of all times. Like your magics, your Kareem's, your Wilts, your Jordan, you know, you guys, LeBron and all that magic. 67.4%, 67.4%, the highest winning percentage in the playoffs. Jordan, 66.5, second highest. The third highest is Kawhi Leonard at 65.8. Wow. And then LeBron and then Kareem. Those are the, That's the top five in playoffs winning percentage. Dang, that's wild. That's pretty crazy that Kawhi is up It's going to get even more crazy if Kawhi leaves and goes to like the Clippers. And if he can take another team to the finals, that's going to be insane. I mean, no, man. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was like, if it was LeBron versus Kawhi and the Clippers in the the Western Conference Finals? Whoever, whichever team, they'll be. I, I don't know how. No many, traveling for how, a whole series. <laughs> yeah, you just you just change. You have to change lockers though. You have to go back and forth. But um, I don't know if there's been th- a a player that has dragged a, three different teams to the finals, right? Like. None of these guys have. I mean, Kawhi what if he Le- won it and he had three different teams, three different Finals MVPs? Never been done. I mean, that has literally never been done. I mean, that's that's just absolutely insane. I mean, it's crazy. So, and he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're gonna look back at this Toronto thing, and I mean, he didn't have the help that LeBron had in Miami or Cleveland. He didn't have the help that you know Golden State had. Like he didn't. He had guys step up though. Stop. Don't talk I mean, about Fred, Fred, Fred Van Vliet turned into like, I mean, what did he turn You're, into the last two weeks? I'm not going to say unless you compare Fred Van Vliet to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. No, but he had he had Lowry who played awesome. I mean, all these guys played at their peak potential. Oh, for sure. In, in, so a, in, were, a, in a Mavs in a Mavs type of 2011 way of Berea and Terry, like all these guys who, you know, stepped up to the plate and did, you know, played an incredible series game, all that stuff. So like, yeah. I mean, the, well, yeah. one thing I really loved and one thing I put in my breakdown video on Free Dawkins of Game 6 
It was a team win. I mean, Lowry had those had 11 points in the first quarter. He scored the first 11 points for him. You had Fred Van Vliet that scored like 12 straight points in the fourth quarter. Siakam had 20. I think Ibaka had 15 off the bat. I mean, Ibaka was great. Ibaka was really great in that series for some reason. And they just, whoever needed to step up, just did at that point. Just, you know there's a world in which Golden State and Toronto don't make the playoffs next year? There is a world. That's wild. I mean, I think I still think they both make it, and I, I'll just say Golden State's gonna make it if they like just if they have Steph and Draymond. But still, it's it's it would be weird. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah, we're now we're just talking out our butts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's get into, let's get into it. This is obviously gonna be a longer podcast. If you Here guys we go. buckle in, if you <laughs> if you haven't looked at the time already, I bet it's gonna be over an hour. <laughs> All right, Isaac. All right. I usually try to play my Lakers fandom close to the vest. If any of you are listening for the first time or you're, you know, listen, listen maybe four hours straight in a car ride on the way back from Oklahoma City recently, maybe you did that. If you're listening to us for the first time, shout out to you. I was, I was born in Los Angeles, California. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, so I took the Lakers with me. I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. I moved to Dallas to go to school. And then I started covering the Mavericks. And now, obviously, I'm, I am a Mavericks fan. You know, the Mavericks do well. I do well. And I, I like it. I love Luka. I've always loved Dirk. He's always been my favorite player. This Anthony Davis thing made me really excited. <laughs> it made me really excited. And I, I don't get to be – I haven't been excited about Lakers things. I mean, this past two months has just been terrible. I mean, you guys have made fun of me just relentlessly about this Magic Johnson stuff, yes. about the LeBron stuff, about – Rich Paul about Rob Blink about all this stuff. I mean, it has been six years of just since the Dwight Howard thing. When Dwight Howard went to the when Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, he was my favorite player. And then by the end of the season, he was my least favorite player. I did not want to look at him. I did not want to watch a Lakers game because I was just so sick of him. And then now, the pretty much since from then till now, it's just been terrible. Yes, it has. It's been so terrible. And now I'm finally excited for a Lakers team. And I've relished every moment up until now. I'm very excited. Um, My initial thoughts of the trade, and I haven't reacted to this on the pod yet. My initial reaction to the trade was, man, they really gave up the whole future. They're going in right now. They are. They're looking at LeBron and saying, okay, we need to get, you know, the fifth best player in the, <laughs> the game right now to pair with you because clock is ticking and we don't care what it takes to give up. I don't think that Rob Blinka did that great in the deal, but he got it done. You know, so you have to obviously give him credit just for getting it done. Did he though? Did, are we sure he was him? Like technically, this lit- technically, we're not sure he got it done yet. I mean, it, this is just reported, and also doesn't go down till July sixth. Apparently, it could go down July thirtieth. I mean, there's all that stuff still up in the air. There's the the pick swap. Apparently, there's one pick swap. Some people said there was multiple pick swaps. There's apparently a deferment in there. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. It's like, uh, nah, we don't want it this year. You can have it this year. We'll take it next year. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 30th pick? Ah, uh, never mind. We'll take the 29th next year. <laughs> so, I honestly do think, well, okay, you get LeBron James if you're the Lakers. You get Le- you get LeBron, and now you're you, you immediately have a window. No matter how much you, Clock's no matter how much of an Iron Man that LeBron is, he he's Father Tom is undefeated. We know this. We just saw it with Dirk and everything. You you create a window, 
And you know when LeBron came to L.A., there were promises there of, we're going to get you another star. It doesn't matter how. And when the Anthony Davis thing, clutch sports and all that stuff, you know this was their plan. I mean, you saw everybody just saw it unfolding before their eyes. And take Rich Paul's name out of it and take Anthony Davis's name out of it. This is I this is a frustrating part of for me just as a fan and of watching um I'm just not a fan of a player and an agent. I don't care who it is. So it's not even a Rich Paul Anthony Davis thing. I'm not a fan of a player agent saying 2 years out from the end of their contract for saying trade request and there's only one team I want to go to and like putting their franchise at like Hey, this is the only thing we're gonna do. I wasn't a fan of everything, how all that played out. Um, but yeah, you create the window with LeBron. You gotta, you gotta go out and do it. And so, when the, I mean, you knew it's gonna cost a ton to get AD. And I, I tweeted this out, and this is kind of just where I stand on it. Considering the trade request and the Rich Paul demand of just the Lakers and the links that Rich Paul went to in media, in the Sports Illustrated article, and everything of saying it's just LA. I don't care where you go. Like he wants to be a Laker. We're going to sign in LA. Considering all of that, David Griffin got a heck of a haul. Yeah. I mean, a heck of a, of a deal considering all of that. But. The Lakers still won this deal, in my opinion. You still got Anthony Davis. You still have LeBron James. Like, you're still going to go out and get somebody. Like, it's completely... I One thing... I love to hate on the Lakers. I've never liked the Lakers. I didn't like the Kobe teams. I didn't like the Shaq. I, I, Shaq teams with Kobe. I didn't like anything, okay? Isaac I just didn't never... talk to me for six days after he found out I was a Lakers fan. <laughs> uh, Nick even tweeted out my text to him after uh, I woke up from... <laughs> Uh, when I got home and uh, I was like, I hate you. I hate the NBA. I hate the Lakers. Um, Still does. But, but I'm going to come across on this as kind of taken up for him because one, I don't think the Brooklyn Boston thing is even a comparison. Okay. I mean, no. I get the future picks, but you got aging Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and all those guys like this is Anthony Davis. It'd be different at 26 if they got year- LeBron in this trade, right? It would be kind of like that. If it was, yes. if it was the opposite. If they had Anthony Davis and they traded for LeBron and gave up all this, then you'd be like, oh, okay, well. Yes, that would. Yes, that's a good analogy. Like the, you're getting Anthony Davis in his prime. Like you're going to get him for the remainder of his prime. Like that is, I mean, that right there is a completely different ball game. People will come to play for the Lakers for Anthony Davis, not for LeBron. They're going to come to play for Anthony Davis. And that this is where, when it comes down to, like, it's the Lakers, it's Los Angeles, and now you have a top five player. Like, LeBron is a whole different ballgame and a whole different stratosphere as far as the pressure, the, like, all the off-the-court stuff. Like, LeBron's all that. I could see how that's not appealing to a lot of different players across the league. We saw it with the Kevin. I mean, Kevin Love still gets blamed for all that. And look, I mean, it's just dumb. But Anthony Davis is a different ballgame. Anthony Davis is 26. Like, you're going to see players. That's why when it comes to the future of these deals or these picks and all that stuff, I don't think it's really about – I think there's only one way that this could fail. Because, one, I think people will come to play with AD. No matter when LeBron ages out, even if LeBron retires in two years, they're going to have – like. You're going to have players wanting to come there. Really good players. So, I think they will be good as long as – I mean, okay, look at the Pelicans. What was the worst they've ever been with Anthony, da- a healthy Anthony Davis? I mean, well, they never had I mean, a healthy Anthony Davis. So. Well, like, you know, I'll, I'll get there. Um, what, that's the thing. What the Pelicans 
compared to the Lakers, the Lakers are going to be able to get ammo to go with AD. So I don't the LeBron aging thing. Get I don't even really care. Solomon Hill and and guard, better, guards better than Tim Frazier. And sorry, guy Frank Jackson. Yes, convincing people to come to New Orleans to play with Anthony Davis is one thing. When you have the bright lights of Lakers and and Showtime in Hollywood in L.A., uh, that's going to be a different ball game too. So the LeBron aging thing, I don't really care as much as about that. I don't like people are throwing out there LeBron's thirty four. I get that, and he's gonna in two years or some of these picks, he's gonna be he could be out of the league and all that stuff. I don't care. I think they'll I have other people. Think that's true. <laughs> I think he's yeah, gonna well, play for a long time. I mean, the way that I mean, he's playing at a level right now. I mean, he would just have to fall off a complete cliff for him to be out of the league at that point. Yeah, well, I think he has at least you know two more years. I mean, that puts him at nineteen. I mean, I think you did see a little, I mean, any injury or anything, and I think it's going to be a little bit longer recover for him now. But anyway, so the LeBron thing, I don't care about. The potential of him leaving, I don't really care about either because Rich Paul and them have fought so hard to get him to L.A., and it's and he's... Like he lived in the New Orleans life for a good chunk of his you know career. Now he's gonna be in L.A., so I don't think he's gonna be leaving at all. So those two things I don't care about. The only thing that would make this a colossal failure is his health. I think that's the only thing. If it turns into a legit Dwight Howard 2.0, oh, and that's when the LeBron thing would matter. That's when few, you know free agents would could look at it and be like, man, I don't know. Like, I mean, if if AD's playing, you know, fifty games a year and he can't stay healthy or he just set out a season or something like that, I still think they would come at that point. But I think the only way this is catastrophic or as some people I think some reporters said it could be scandalous deal for the Lakers or something like that <laughs> is if Anthony Davis is hurt. And and there's a valid question mark around that. I think. Yeah, absolutely. There's a valid question mark. There's also, I mean, they can get, depends on who else they fill the roster out with. I mean, because if, if this, it's just that, if it's just Anthony Davis and LeBron and just a bunch of dudes, like just a bunch of Lance Stevensons, you know what I'm talking about? Like, then all of a sudden you're looking at the trade, like, oh, they gave up all that stuff and this team's not even that good. They don't even have this huge high ceiling. But, man, it is, uh, where does Kuzma fit with them? Because you would think LeBron and AD is the four and five. So is Kuzma just going to be a bench player? No, Kuzma will probably start at four. They'll start at that point. They'll have they'll have okay. options to play different things, but he'll probably start at four. He'll come off the bench. I mean, maybe. Sometimes. Yeah. I think though. I mean, they're going to go out and, and get their free agents. They'll they'll fill their team. I mean, it just instantly makes you a title contender. And if you have the opportunity to do that, you go do it. It doesn't like. You're getting freaking Anthony Davis. Like, I mean, when when do you have the opportunity to trade for somebody like that? When do you have the opportunity of 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 one of those type of talents and players who's entering their prime to say, "I want to play for you and you only, and I want to come there." And you have the chance to trade that. So, I, I yeah, the the deal. I think it's a heck of a value for for David Griffin to get that when it feels like his back was against the wall and this dude just. It felt like he just walked into Rob Palinka's office and was like, hey, this is what I got to have. And Rob's just like, all right, well, Jeannie's telling me I got to have AD, so just name your price, and I'm just going to give it to you and whatever. Also, <laughs> apparently not a lot of teams offered other things. I mean, Jason Tatum was never offered. Shea Gilgis Alexander was never offered. Okay, they this is like where – mix things. So it's crazy that, that David Griffin got as much as he, he got because none of the other teams offered a ton of stuff, it felt like. 
But this and, and this is where I get really frustrated with it. There should have been a, another team out of nowhere. Like this is scared if there's any it all if there's any but th- here's the thing if there's ever a time for you to be as motivated and to see that it actually works and it can work it's what Kawhi just did with Toronto. He didn't want to go to Toronto. <laughs> like he didn't want to go at all. And he just went there, took that team and won a title. Like, that is what So if you're a team out there that you on like Denver. Denver is one of the teams that I'm the most frustrated with. What are you going to be? Like what are you honestly going to be? Is Jamal Murray gonna? I mean, the number one seed next year. <laughs> okay, cool. But I mean, are we, do we honestly think Jamal Murray and Gary Harris is winning the title next year? I mean, I guess they could, but like, if I'm Denver, I'm going no, 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 all in no, no, for no, the no, AD. No, no, no. It's it's Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. Isaac. There, Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. are gonna win the title <laughs> next year. But like, it's the Denver's <laughs> of the world. It's the I want to say even the Portlands of the world that like. If I'm Portland, I'm calling up and saying, all right, CJ, Zach Collins, uh, some draft picks, and you're pairing AD and Dame, go for it. What are you waiting for? This is what you want. This is what you need. <laughs> like you, like AD and da- Damian Lillard next year, I mean, what are, I mean, what is that? Like, that's insane, right? I mean, if you're Denver and you put a package of Jamal Murray and Porter Jr. and, you know, Malik Beasley, first round draft picks, and you can, and you could keep Gary Harris and Jokic with AD and stuff. Go for it. What are you waiting on? You're just going to be a regular season team and you know go roll with it because nobody's going to pick you to, to beat LeBron and AD in a in a playoff series. I'm not. Like they're it, gonna they're gonna beat you. I think I'm gonna take the opposite point. I think it shows the stones that Masai Ujiri had to take a risk like that because for sure you have to be confident in your job. Like Masai Ujiri is, he's gonna get offered ten million dollars a year from from the Wizards and he's gonna get a raise in Toronto probably. He he made that risk, and not a lot of teams will make that risk. We, we've, we've tried to go through and see who else made a risk like this where a guy can leave right after he wins a title. I mean, it's never happened. <laughs> I don't know anybody that made a risk like this that it paid off so well. And it is paying off really well for them, but it could also – they could be tanking next year. And for some teams, that's not, that's not good for them. I mean, Denver, if all of a sudden Denver loses all that stuff, but if they won a title, though, it would be it would be worth yeah, it. Yeah, but it's a oh. huge, that's such a huge risk. It's so easy for us to say on our pot, like sit, sitting behind our mics. <laughs> but this is <laughs> the whole purpose the of basketball, though, is to win championships. Like this is what you got. This is the whole the whole reason for it all. It's not always so. Com- oh my god, so complicated on that level. You you have to, pres- you know, you have a team all of a sudden in Denver that the fans are so behind and. They, they love, and if you make a huge risk like this and all of a sudden you lose, then all of a sudden all that all that clout that you gained, all that, you know, goodwill and stuff that you gained is all of a sudden just, you know, gone and the team is back down to where they were before. I mean, just, there's, a, there's probably a bunch of different pressures as a GM to try and feel the team and stuff like that. And, and your job's on the line. I get all of that. We, like, we, you take him. We talked and, about Portland. Portland is – been a team that w- they were just kind of mediocre over and over again. They made a Western Conference Finals this season because everything just broke their their right way, and Dame went crazy for two rounds. Yeah, I mean, I I get that for sure. I I, I just if this is if this Toronto thing proves anything, and I just I feel like if you have the chance to go get a guy like this at this caliber. You go and you swing for it, and you go for the playoffs and everything, no matter what is being said behind the scenes, and you roll with it. And 
I read, I did read earlier today of, of the Nuggets thing and how the Nuggets like checked in on the AD stuff, but they wouldn't put Jamal Murray in the deal. And that just, I mean, it just pissed me off. I'm like, what are you talking about? What you honestly wouldn't give up Jamal Murray yes. for yeah, to absolutely. get the chance of getting Anthony think, Davis? I, don't think I would give up Jamal Murray. Oh my gosh. Jamal, Jamal Murray is, is cost controlled. He's, he's on that team for a while. He's has obvious great chemistry with Jokic. He's the point guard of their team. He's the scorer on their team. To give him up for one year of Anthony Davis when he is just threatening over and over again that he's going to go to L.A. in a year. Just like Paul George. Sure. It's just because it's happened twice doesn't mean it will always happen. It doesn't become a rule after it happens twice. True. But when we're setting back 25 years from now and Denver's still saying, what are the craps? I'm like, I w- we want to win a title and Jokic is retiring and you're like, well, crap. That that sucks. I wish we could have went back and had that one title shot. like 26. <laughs> they have, yeah, they he have is, time but I- to grow and they, they just – won a round in the playoffs, and they were the second seed, almost the first seed in the NBA. I mean, they, they have a bright future. They're not like this mediocre well, team that's been wallowing in 45 wins for years. Well, they're about to have their 45-50 win seasons paying an insane amount of luxury tax because now they're going to have to pay everybody. And you're going to pay everybody with – I mean, can Jokic do what Kawhi did, you know, and just be the one star? And Jamal Murray's going to – or is Jamal Murray the star? I don't know. I just, I lean towards going all in. If you're one of those teams, that's the type of thing. I lean towards going all in if you're one of the teams that you're like, you're in the playoffs every year, but you're not like contenders every year, if that makes sense. Like you're, you're the Portland's, the Denver's, like you're in these playoffs, but you're just not like, those are the teams that you, I just just made the playoffs for the first time in like, like 10 years. But okay. Right now (laughs) is, is Denver going to be, they just Is Denver going to be in the Western Conference Finals over the next five years? Yes. Are you com- What's your confident meter? Hundred percent. We just Ooh, talked okay. about how the West is so wide open this year. It is wide open, but if you get Anthony Davis, you would solidify yourself as a Western Conference Finals team. Mm. If you give up Jamal Murray, then all of a sudden you have two centers that are playing. You're so you're super super confident in Denver being the Western Conference Finals. How like I, I've how seen them how play can you differ them really from? Well. How can you differ them from all all of these other teams like Utah and Portland? Well, like if Denver, Utah. okay, if Denver finished seventh in the West next year, would you be shocked? No, but just because that's the way that West is right now. Okay, see, I wouldn't either. But that, but that's like my but whole you thing me with five it. Like, years too. You're just... <laughs> yeah, but I I think that you Don't gotta have Jok- stars. I mean, Yo- How old is Jokic? Like twenty four. He's super young. I love Jokic. We just it's talked just about the, with with Luca how it takes you have to. You know, Players don't get to their prime until like twenty seven. Oh no, this When's isn't a Jokic thing. I love him. I just I'm a doubter in the Jamal Murray thing being your star. He's what is he? He's like twenty two, twenty three. He's not even barely a, at his prime yet, and he was awesome in the playoff run. Yes, yeah, I give that. He's got he's got a ceiling higher to go. And obviously, I'm not saying that Jamal Murray is better than Anthony Davis. That's stupid. But no, no, fit you're not chemistry that. and the way that they play. And we just talked about how you need shot creators over and over and over again. And Anthony Davis is a shot creator, obviously, but yeah, Jamal Murray creates shots for Jokic and for Gary Harris and other players. That so is there so okay in your mindset, no team should have just went after it though. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that those those specific teams, I can see why they wouldn't do it. If Denver went I see for why. it, if Denver went for it, I'd be excited for them and say, "Wow, that was a that was a that's a risky move that you know could pay off for them big time." But I can I can definitely understand why they didn't do it. Yeah, I see why. Not, I just I'm think you're kind of. Si- I think you're, you're like. Si- 
I'm frustrated because I like Jokic a lot and they had the pieces and it's everything's just lined up for them. Like they're going to have to pay all these guys and I don't think they're as good as what they're going to have to pay them. So I think they should have capitalized on all of their value right now and said, let's go for it with Jokic. Let's show Jokic that we're going to go all in to win a title with him. And I think that would have been the move. And now I think you're signing up for mediocrity and <laughs> like mediocrity. for the next five, to eight years, but Cool, you'll get playoff money and those series and home checks. That's awesome. <laughs> and they'll have a good team, and they'll have a chance to make a Western Conference Finals probably this next year. Yeah. Also, Jokic has so, already signed through twenty twenty two. So, so let's look. You had a, you had a, a fun tweet in which you said with the with the duos of the West. Yeah, let's take where, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about the Western Conference, how it stacks up right now, the players that are representing these teams. Where and where the Mavs stand. We'll actually talk about some Mavs stuff because we spent a lot of time talking about non Mavs stuff in this pod. So stick with us. We'll be back in just a second. All right, Isaac. So before the break, you referenced my tweet about the you know the Western Conference teams and listen to these teams, okay? Houston, they have Harden and Chris Paul. Denver has Jokic and Murray that we just talked about for like an hour. The Lakers have LeBron and AD. Portland has Damon CJ. Utah has Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell. The Golden State still has Steph and Draymond, better than a lot of other players on this list. OKC has Westbrook and Paul George. Dallas have, obviously has Luka and Porzingis. The Spurs have DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. They'll get Deontay Murray back too. Uh, the Clippers might have Kawhi. They're also a playoff team without him. <laughs> uh, Sacramento, they have uh, De'Aaron Fox. I call them Fox and Friends. They, they have a spot they could add Vucevic maybe. Uh the Pelicans have Zion, Drew Holiday, and then Towns and uh, an LOL with the uh, the Timberwolves. That was for Andrew Wiggins and Andrew Wiggins only. Oh, uh, you didn't mention Booker and Aiton? Nope. Or Ja? I just don't think I just don't think that's Jaren. I just don't think those are viable playoff teams at all. So <laughs> no, I of don't. Those e- teams, I don't either. Of those teams, five of them will miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's insane. Five. I mean. And uh, injuries are going to play a huge part of this, obviously. So, I mean, if you just look at it, we ju- I just joked at the beginning of this pod that you can't predict, you know, win totals or any of that until free agency plays out. But, I mean, you want to say, as far as teams, you know, going up into the playoffs next year, you want to say the Lakers are going to move in. Yeah. I mean, if the Clippers gets, you know, kick Kawhi, I mean, now you're looking, I mean, it's literally both LA teams that, you know, those are locks right there. So then you're looking at the I mean the rest with Denver and I mean, if you, if, I mean if you look at it this way if Houston, Denver, the Lakers, Portland, Utah, Golden State and OKC are locks, right? Yeah. There's one spot left for the Spurs, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean that's what's what that, I mean I, mean, I, that's I don't just intimidating. I think the T-Wolves will go down some um I think they're in that spot. Like they're in that spot to where they got to find the second star with Towns, and I don't know how they, they do that. Gu- they got to find a guard. Can we can a we gu- find a guard that's not that's not a Derrick Rose? What's crazy is, I mean, I know it's the luck of the ping pong balls of getting Zion, but the Pelicans are literally literally trading their superstar player, and now their rebuild just moved past, in my opinion, Phoenix, um, Memphis, Memphis, Sacramento. I don't I know. Think. Sacramento just won 38, 39 games. So. Oh, okay. 
Um, I think Sacramento's better than New Orleans next year. You want to put an early board bet on that? Ooh, we could. Early board bet. Pelicans have more wins than Sacramento next year. It'll pay off in 10 months. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think – does does New Orleans have more wins than Minnesota next year? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Towns is another That's level tough. to go. I, I just like think Robert it, Covington and Sarich, and I like that. I think they, they're a prime trade team. I think they'll be wheeling and dealing at some Wouldn't point. Wouldn't it be great but... if they got a Jimmy Butler type? <laughs> um, I think another thing with the what you mentioned Houston at, at the top of the you know conference a while ago, I think if you're Houston, you were going into next year, like after their series, you're like, what the crap? We got to ch- change everything I up. I know. You know, Sorry, you Chris got... Paul wants out. And... <laughs> yeah. But I honestly think after the KD and Clay thing, I think if they run it back, it would make sense. Yeah. Because now Capella you're, I mean, now you're looking at, keep Capella because you're going to need him against AD. Yes. Every, I mean, I think at this point, I literally texted my buddy. I'm like, dang, I think y'all can honestly run it back now. And I've been making fun of y'all for running it back if you do. <laughs> and if Clay's out for most of the year. So Houston, I'm so intrigued what they'll do. I, I think Portland and Denver. I think they'll pretty much be the same teams. Yeah. I don't. See, I don't know what you know. Portland's capped not out like nobody's business, and you talked about the only thing that Denver can do is with Paul Millsap. What do they do with him? Yeah, what do they do with that? It really doesn't you know create a ton of possibilities for them. So, but what is Utah has cap, but who are they going to convince to come there? I think that's a, another yeah. question. I mean, when have they ever been a free agent destination? And I mean, even I know Tobias Harris is like a natural fit there, sorry, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 Locke. Um, you know, not if they the don't length. land, we're not apologizing for length of pods anymore. <laughs> is that you know, if they don't land anybody big, are they a team that could move down some? By the way, we were we, we were top five in the the NBA Network last last week, <laughs> and you were gone, so I carried us. Yes, you did. You carried us. <laughs> it helps um, that Locked On Fantasy just completely bottomed out because there's no fantasy basketball right now. Because there's no more. <laughs> uh, San Antonio's one. You know, what David Griffin does with that fourth overall pick is very intriguing to me. And I think it's a question of how good does he want to be? So, like, how good does he want to be now? Because I think I was texting about, I think there's a deal. Like, if he wanted to go out and get DeMar DeRozan with that fourth pick, I think he honestly could. I think yeah. San Antonio. I think, and that would make them what a borderline playoff team. I mean, no, probably. I don't, I don't know. I like. I don't even know. But Lonzo, my point Drew, is, DeRozan, Ingram, Zion. I mean, that's a weird team. Super weird. But my but it def but it does make them better than what that fourth pick yes. would be. Yeah. So I don't. You're not going to get Bradley Bill for that fourth pick, which would be you know incredible for him. But. He could go out and get somebody like a Jamar DeRozan or somebody like that and be like good now. I just does he take the long term approach or does he try to get somebody like that right now? I think that's a question we'll have to see. I think I would lean the long term approach with it because you have he has so much. This is such a weird weird situation that normally if you see a team, I mean, n- n- ten out of ten times or nine out of ten times that a team has to trade their player like this like Anthony Davis and the guys forcing his way out and all this stuff, it's just miserable. You know, like you, we, we would all be right now saying, man, this just sucks for the Pelicans. Man, we're I mean, so – Remember I the, feel the so... magic when Dwight Howard left. Yeah. They didn't even get like Andrew Bynum or 
What they got Vooch in the trade who wasn't, you know, all star Vooch at the time. They end up winning the trade you know, long like term. Follow and like random guys like that. It's super fun to uh I know we texted yesterday, but uh the similarities between the Dwight trade and uh it's going wild. to that Lakers team. I texted me, he's like when Dwight How Ho- du- when Dwight Howard was traded to the Lakers, Kobe was thirty four. LeBron is thirty four. When Dwight Howard was traded to the Lakers, he was 26. Anthony Davis is 26. He had also had injuries. Now, Dwight Howard had back surgery before, <laughs> before he went to the Lakers. So, Yeah, like right when he did or something. And uh, both all-star big men, like they went there on the covers, everything. They went and got Steve Nash. Who are they going to go out and get this offseason? I can't wait to compare the magazine covers if, if they get oh another gosh. free agent this summer. I'm like, let's go. I'm so ready. Doing slam magazine cover. <laughs> of course, it was it was not Kobe. So, oh, uh, but uh, anyway, it, who it, would be the point guard that would be like the Steve Nash right now? Rondo, Kyle Lowry, Rondo, <laughs> Rondo. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's coming back, and I'm gonna be very upset about it. Rondo was awful last year. I can't wait for him to come back and brick shots. He had some decent um, moments, but he had so many bad ones. So many more bad so, ones. So Mavs angle to all of this that we you know you mentioned all the duos and stuff. I mean it's obviously just makes it tougher. You, I mean you hate We have to pray like whoever you pray to. I, Isaac and I obviously pray to to certain to certain a god. Other people pray to certain gods. We all pray to the basketball gods. Just pray that Kawhi stays in Toronto because <laughs> literally okay, I'm going to read that list again. Houston, Denver, the Lakers, Portland, Utah, Golden State, OKC, then the Spurs, and then obviously the Clippers. Like, I mean, there's just no spots. <laughs> there are yeah. no spots left. One of those teams is going to miss, and the Spurs are getting Deontay Murray back, and you can't count out the Spurs with Popovich every year. I mean, I think if, if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, I think without knowing anything else about free agency, I think you'd look at it and say the Lakers, the Clippers, um, Houston – Denver, Portland, and Denver. Those are like five teams right there that I would say locks right Did you now. Say Golden State. Well, I just I I left them off because I don't know. Did you say they OKC? they? No, OKC's no. So that are they though? Unfinished. Business, I don't know. Isaac, unfinished business. You just went there. You just spent all that time with Russell Westbrook. You got to tell me that they have unfinished <laughs> business. But see that those are that's what I'm saying are automatic locks in my opinion. I think Golden wild State if Golden OKC State misses the playoff. That would be wow. But 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 there's a world though that you could see it if yeah, if Westbrook like two doesn't games away from it this year. <laughs> yeah, like Westbrook's efficiency, Stephen Adams is he still banged up? They can't really improve their team very much. And you know, what do they do? And you Utah, I mean I don't. I guess they're fine. I mean, they'll be fine. I mean, the, they had a credible second half of the season. You want to say they're, they're a lock, but if I had to pick out of – if Utah, Portland, and Denver, and you had to pick one of those teams to drop off, would you pick Utah or would you pick Portland? Oh, probably Utah. Yeah, so, so I would too. And, like, Golden State, they have to decide what's their goal for next yeah. year. Like, if if Bob Myers – in a, he couldn't say it, but if they basically came out and said – we're going to like punt next season. They couldn't say it in writing and officially, but hey, we did this for 5 years. Clay's out for the year. We we can't win a title without Clay and especially if they entertain offers for Draymond or something, which I don't think they will. And they just let Curry just have, you know, just go nuts next year and re- but rest him a lot and all that. And they basically take the year off, then okay, that's a team out, but you look at it from a Dallas perspective and say, "Man, if we're going to push to the playoffs, it 
I mean, more than ever, how they construct this team around KP and Luka, needing Luka being in that top-notch shape to up his game a little bit more. KP is going to have to come back and be the same KP that he was before the injury. Uh, it just makes the West, it's not as top-heavy, but it's it's one of the deepest the conference has ever, ever been. And who's, who's this year Sacramento? Is there a world in which... Booker and Aiton in Phoenix is this year Sacramento. Is there is there a world that John ja Morant comes in and is insane and him and Jaron Jackson or whatever just kill it? I mean, I don't think so at all. But I mean, we it was just a year ago that we thought Sacramento was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Or how about and, Donovan Mitchell with Utah? Yeah, what Mitchell? Yeah, exactly. What Mitchell did his rookie year with Utah. I mean, that was, I mean, absolutely insane. What if Minnesota can, you know, swing some pieces and and players and stuff and land another, you know, second guy next to Towns? Like the West is wide open right now, and but we honestly can't give anything definitive until we see how free agency plays out. It's crazy. What if Anthony Davis gets hurt? You know. After after the Anthony Davis trade, how how confident are you that the Mavs are going to make the playoffs next year? Um, I'm pre- I'm I'm still confident because I'm oh, I'm confident. Oh, are you? <laughs> I'm confident because I think um yeah, these next three weeks will be fun. Well, well yeah, they'll be fine. They'll they'll be fun. Oh, I think yeah. you said fine. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. These next three weeks will 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 be fun, and I think people's confidence meters will go up a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm still, I still have Dallas as a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. My, I uh, do too. The way that I, I worded that tweet is that's how I feel like the standings will be next year. Okay. Houston, it's weird. Denver, the Lakers, Portland, Utah, Golden State, OKC, Dallas. I get how some people will fall into the trap of saying there's no way. I mean, look at these teams and look at Mitchell and Gobert and OKC and Paul George and all these guys. Somebody and always falls like, out. Somebody gets injured. Yes, I get that. But you also have to and, – and the fact that we've been out of the playoffs and we've sucked for a while. And, like, I get the mindset of, hey, we're just not on that level. But at some point, we have to get to that level. And at some point, our KP and Luka are so good that you – that they do propel your team to that level without your your mind really like thinking that you are on that level. So it's not. I don't think it's insane for people to say that Dallas, could, you know, that you are confident they could be a playoff team next year. So the West is going to be insane. We didn't even talk about the East, but I mean, I don't even know what the crap's going on in the East besides Milwaukee Kawhi, and Philly. If good, Kawhi good goes to the, the West. Like, if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, and let's say, I don't know, like, they convince Kyrie to come over to the Lakers for less than the max. Like, I don't know how they would do that, but for, like, a one-year kind of deal. Golf is, and, it, and even if Kyrie goes to the Nets, like, the the East is more wide open. They have, like, there's two teams. There's the Bucks. Uh, seriously. The Bucks and the Sixers, and that's kind of it if Kawhi goes to the. What a worst-case scenario. Tobias goes to Utah. Kimba goes to the Lakers. Kawhi goes to the Clippers. Well, forget Kemba. I mean, if, even if he goes back to Charlotte, they're not. They didn't make the playoffs. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> that 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 makes Lakers like a. I mean, a super lock for the Western Conference. Yeah. Finals for the most part, or at least like projected. That makes Utah a lock as a playoff team if they get Tobias yeah. to go with Gobert and all those guys. Uh, Kawhi makes the Clippers a lock in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, Kawhi. I mean, Kyrie going to Brooklyn. I mean fun i don't know how much they won 42 games i guess they move up a little bit maybe um <laughs> uh, the d'angelo russell storyline will be fun really fun to track over these next few weeks yeah 
really feels wide and, open where he could end up. He could end up in like Indiana, Utah. Yeah. Who knows? And what what, what will he want? You know, we don't know what he wants. He just he has one one playoff. I mean, he is now. I feel like he loved it in Brooklyn, but he's just now going to get pushed out because of Kyrie. Yeah. So like, what does he want? A. I mean, yeah. I'm just so intrigued by that. Of who will chase him? Will he want his like own team? Like, will he want a team like Orlando to where it's like, hey, we're going to focus you like around this, and or will he want to go to Indiana and play alongside an Oladipo? Uh, well, they want a Dallas type of situation, and I think Indiana's the best spot for him. Really, I don't know what the best spot for him. Like, could he look at Dallas and say, "Man, KP and Luca are, are both under, you know, in their early twenties, and I'm in my early twenties. We could form a, a trio that could be absolutely <laughs> insane for the next." Yeah, we know. did the D'Angelo Russell free agent profile, but I was more pro on that guy. than you Let's were. Just put it that way. <laughs> I was more pro on that fit than you were, but not a Carlisle. Um, yeah, man, these these next few weeks are fun, and I mean, we're just getting started. This comes out on Monday. Normally, Monday and Tuesday of draft week is really fun with like rumors and uh, all the stuff. So there's no telling what's going to come out today as you're listening to this, but man, it's fun. I don't think news will come out that will make the Anthony Davis trade irrelevant, though. Oh well, well, I don't think anything's gonna make that irrelevant. <laughs> so I'm, I think more. Well, I, you just made me think, like, what could happen tomorrow that could make all this podcast just completely irrelevant? I don't think. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the Anthony Davis thing. I mean, this is honestly the biggest trade. I mean, for how long? I think this is bigger than the Kawhi trade. I mean, I think this is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because you are because at the time of the trade, Anthony Davis was a better player in our eyes than Kawhi. At when, the time of the trade, just because when, of what Kawhi yeah. just when Kawhi the whole was year. traded, he was like top seven and eighties like. And it was Kawhi was going to the Raptors with everybody like, oh, this is just a one year rental. Like the AD trade is top five player. He's twenty six, just entering his prime and going to a franchise that will he'll probably be at for probably the rest of his career. We don't know that, but for a, a long time. Joining LeBron and, is different than joining Kyle Lowry. <laughs> it's pretty easy to say. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Davis is the uh, third best center in Lakers franchise Come on, history. Don't behind, put some respect on George Mikan's name. No, okay. <laughs> Kareem, um, Shaq, um, Wilt. No, uh, Kareem Wilt. Kareem, Shaq, Wilt. Shaq won three titles. Yeah. Uh, Shaq conversation. You know what? Do you know? Okay, I did some research on this. Do you know back when Bill Russell won all go. those eleven titles? Do you know like? Eight of those eleven titles, he only had to play two rounds in the playoffs. That's insane. They had an Eastern and Western Division Finals, and then they had the finals. That was it. And the first round was five, best of five. So my dude's going in there, and he only has to win seven games. Yeah, they're three in the first and four in the second. That's it. Are you confident that Bill Russell could play in any era? Wasn't Bill Russell like six nine? Yeah, he was. I think he could. Bill Russell, we, Bill Russell coming out would be like Brandon Clark right now. <laughs> like I know Cole's Wicker and you and a bunch of people are really high at Brandon Clark, but freaking love Brandon Clark. <laughs> the guys, the guys that he was playing against were not the uh, the best. They're smoking in the locker room. They're drinking at halftime. Well, I don't have anything else. LeBron's going in like a cryo cryo chamber at halftime. <laughs> Kobe's getting shot up from German steroids. 
Shout out to podcast listener Patrick. Patrick and I, uh, Patrick and his wife came to my church this morning on Father's Day. Uh, an avid podcast listener, and uh, it's pretty cool to uh, my wife Dude, and I and my, is, my little it son. It is so cool that Pat Mahomes listens to this podcast. I know. I wasn't gonna say his last name. I'm, oh, sorry. On. Crap. I was trying he is to a Mavs fan, though. I wonder if he would. I know. Well, I know he would. If anyone oh, has ties to Pat Mahomes. Texas Tech ties or anything like that. No, TCU, Texas Tech. Dang it. Tech. Where did he go? I can't yeah. remember. I think he went to yeah, Tech. It tex- yeah, it's Tech. Yeah, he went to Tech. Yeah. He's not a he's not a horn frog. <laughs> you know who is a horn frog? Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Solid guy. I met him Great at a quarterback. Game. <laughs> yeah. Grew up in Cincinnati, I'm- loved him, and then moved to Dallas, and that's where I met him at a maps game. <laughs> He was before the game. He was just sitting on the baseline. Like, there's no one in the arena. There's like ten people in the arena. It was just him, and I was there. You know, like, I think I was with Mavs fanatic at the time. And I was like, like, dang, bro, do you have your Bengals helmet on? No, it's just your hair. <laughs> he had, he did have wet, random like weird stripes dyed in his hair. Just kind of like, <laughs> he didn't have the faux hawk going though. That was a big deal when he changed his hair. Oh, Andy Dalton changed his hair. He's got a new attitude on life. That was the that was the talk in Cincinnati. Doesn't help his arm though. It did not help his uh, arm. <laughs> or the offensive play calling. Obviously a big week ahead for um just the whole league, but Mavericks have the thirty seventh pick on Thursday night. Uh we'll see what they do with that. Will they go with like a win now player uh in like a Jalen Brunson type? Will they will they even select a player? Yeah. You know, will they use that pick to try to uh, dump some salary or something on Thursday night? That's what we I'm don't leaning know. to. I'm leaning towards that. I think that's yeah. what they do. Uh, but there's a lot of good names. If you didn't listen to some last week, go back to last week's pod. I mean, it's pretty much draft week, draft coverage week for our pod last week. Uh, some great guests that helped fill in. There's a couple days that Nick and I talked about a handful of prospects. Um, I did yeah. after after the the KD injury. I did a solo pod, and I think it was the best solo pod I've ever done. So go back and oh, listen sweet. to that. I talked a lot about Kevin Durant and what it means for the league and. A lot of what people are saying about Kevin Durant, and I defended him a lot, and so anyway, felt good. Hey, felt good go about listen. that one. I didn't feel good about a lot of the podcasts we did the week before last, but I felt good about that one. Go back and listen to that. Kind of mailed in some of those ones last week. <laughs> so there you go, Megapod. There you go, Monday Megapod. There's just so much to talk about. We wanted to get it all out of the way because this week we want to focus on the draft, focus on the things to come instead of the things that just happened. So. I'm sure we'll do a mock draft sometime in the next day or so before the actual draft, and we'll try to make some, some of predictions. Uh, yes, I have not done <laughs> and, as much uh, draft homework as I've done in the past. Thank the Lord, I didn't have to watch any college basketball this year, which was just great. Hey, that's sad. Um, I have Mavs draft in you to to let to tell me what to think. But yeah, and then we'll <laughs> we'll be back every day talking about whatever rumors and talk and everything's out next. Um, I still don't think Kemba's going to be a Maverick. Sorry, guys. Um, He's going to take less to join Charlotte, and they're not going to have any cap space for another two years. Yes, and if he does take the Mac somewhere else, I think he would take it in L.A., but uh, could be wrong. But I I, my, I never thought Kemba was going to be a Maverick, but I especially don't now. I saw somebody tweet that, that Marvin Williams and Frank Kaminsky were like 16th and 17th in pick-and-pop points last year. Imagine Kemba Walker with A.D., Goodness. <laughs> that would be scary. Imagine Kimba Walker with a teammate. Imagine Kimba Walker with Porzingis. That would be nice. With Luca just like 
walking around just like getting a getting a breather because he's eating hot dogs. <laughs> you know who might end up in LA? Speaking about hot dogs, is Nerlens Noel. Nerlens. There's a weird weird world that if the Nerlens thing didn't play out like it did, that he would be kind of a nice fit alongside KP. That'd be the skinniest front court in NBA history. <laughs> Weighing in at 192 <laughs> combined pounds. Where's Bull Bull going to go that could be the, the skinniest backcourt or skinniest frontcourt? I don't know, but that's two that's two guys. Him and Tyler Hero, I think they're going to go higher than what a lot of people are thinking they will. You don't think Tyler, Tyler Hero's negative wingspan is going to hold him back? No, I don't. And, you know, he was actually uh, – I said that a while back on a podcast about Hero, but and he was actually one of the uh, green room invites too. Mm. spicy the only green room that i ever really remember was brady quinn just sitting there for forever in the nfl draft remember when brady yes. quinn just sat there in the room forever i remember deontay davis too i think oh damn. i feel like for the because he went in the second round and that was brutal <laughs> what a day <laughs> you imagine no, I can't imagine. <laughs> all right, there you go. We're just rambling at this point. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the Megapod. Like Isaac said, we're back all week. Thanks for listening to Locked On. Peace out. Boom. Boom.